This will be. I did decide though, if I ever have to have my hip replaced, mm-hmm. first weekend of March Madness is the way to go. I'm never gonna get. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, you're gonna get your hip replaced during March Madness. You could just sit down and watch all the games. It's perfect. Yeah, some guys, you know, they find other excuses. I would never do that. We're gonna we're gonna keep the next generations of Horvats moving along. So maybe just when it's time to get the hip replaced, we'll be sitting back watching Duke choke in the first round, or maybe Purdue choke again in the first round. Matt Painter go down. Yeah. I love that it was Purdue that was the historic. Oh, man. Another historic one seed going down to a 16. I love that because all year we talked about Purdue being a fraud. Yes. We talked about them being a fraud last year as well. And now, yes, exactly what we thought happened. Zach Eady was not used. Matt Painter's got to be fired, right? Like he's he's got to be. No? No. No, because it's like, A, well, he's going to have the case that this team – was Probably, less talented. Yeah, they were less talented. I mean, they lost a lot. You lose a guy yeah. like Jaden Ivey. Jaden Ivey's a massive The guard loss. play was terrible. They didn't have the three-point shooting. Too many turnovers. They couldn't break a simple press. But and, how I mean, do you not e get the ball to that. Edie in the final? What, you know, one field goal attempt? Yeah, what, why but are you he, not calling timeouts to say the the only plan is to just throw it up and let Edie go get it and match? He was getting harassed, though. If you watch, they'd double-team him, yeah. and they'd swing a second defender around behind him and poke the ball out when he's got it in the post. Like, they made his life hell. He's You know, like, if you're playing Purdue, Zach Eady is a big, huge, slow guy that can score in the post, but get it, either get him in foul trouble or make his life miserable with double teams and just try to slap the ball out of his hands. They kept doing that. Yeah, and I just don't think they're ever going to move on from Matt Painter until he's ready to move on. I mean, if they continue to win games, they make the tournament every year. They're a top five team. Is the program top profitable? Five seed. He was. We've terrible, been doing this though. since Robbie Hummel was there. Yeah. Yep. You know, last year I loved that team and they let me down. So yeah, he wasn't great. He is a good coach. I will say that he he is a good coach. I know he's not a great postseason coach, and that's what you're judged off of. You know, yes. I, mean, I mean, what you do in March. Can I ask you guys a, another what? quick question? Yes. Because we talk about Blue Bloods, and I'm really on the fence, and we discussed this earlier this season and last season at the end of the season uh, when Kentucky went down to St. Peter's. What are you guys at on Coach Calipari now? I was just I was, I was just about to say I feel like he kind of gets a free pass. He's getting killed right now. He's mm-hmm. getting crushed. But he got crushed. Exit. But he got crushed after last year's exit. Because finally, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, right. You know because what I mean? That fan base, big expectations every year. That's all they have. They love Kentucky basketball. I mean, I know finally people care about football a little bit there. But like, look at March Madness there. That's all they care about. And this year, this year he kind of that was like a veteran team. That wasn't your typical it Kentucky was. one and done team. They didn't have the talent though. That was the problem. But I think he's done there. I think we've seen the last of Cal. The Kentucky Magic, the, guys. Would you would, would you, you cash one? Uh, cashed Rockets plus six and a half first half go. against the Warriors. There you go. Boy, oh boy, was it a sweat. The number was right. five, and the Warriors barely missed a bunny to send it to seven with two seconds left to go, and uh, Rockets get the ball with two seconds, and they just turn it over. That makes up for what you just dealt with a minute ago. Uh, yeah. th- look, the, the John Calipari thing is... It's weird, though, right? Well, John Calipari is a great salesman. I've always said for years he's the, one of the best salesmen in any college sport, in any sport, period, because he can go into a living room and tell a McDonald's All-American, come to my program for a year, 
Sacrifice some of your numbers. I will get you to the NBA. I mean, he's gotten guys like Kevin Knox to the NBA who have done absolutely nothing. But players will go, and they will play for him for that. The problem is he's been too open about it. He has had more success. If you notice now they're doing some stuff on the transfer portal. It's not just going out. they got like four or five top recruits coming in next year. The, the one and dones has always been Calipari's go-to. He embraced it from the beginning. That became what the image of the program was, but they were winning more. At least it felt like, okay, that was – they had – Lots of freshmen, but they still had a chance to make a Final Four. We watched them this year. We've watched the erosion of the program over the past couple of seasons. And on top of that, over the years, John Calipari has made it known. Hey, I'm doing this to get guys to the NBA. What? Like, if I'm a Kentucky fan, I'm going, wait wait, wait a second. We actually want to see national championships one year. You're getting paid a lot of money, and we're just becoming another G League team? Then let all these guys go play for the, the Ignite. Like... Go, go, it doesn't make any sense. So the fact that he hasn't gotten more backlash really before this year, maybe some whispers of it last year, shows that he's he's built up a, a, at least a strong resume, and he's gotten to the point where people are assuming he's going to bring a new talent every single year. But when you constantly have this turnover, it goes from could be a really good team, and then the next year you got five new freshmen, and they're all starting. And it's not the same team, and they don't have the chemistry, and it takes them half the year to build that up. So it's really hard to coach a new team literally every single year, and eventually that's going to wear itself out. He could get a job somewhere else, but yeah, there may be Kentucky may decide they want to move on this summer. They he, might. Yeah, I think he's done there. I, I would take him at Illinois, though. I would take one and dones every single year. Great pro prospects, prospects, 22-23 win seasons, and then you bow out in the NCAA tournament because that's what they're going to do anyway. But. I still Cali's never been the X's and O's guy. What, what you said is is exactly right. He's a good salesman, a hell of a recruiter. I think he's a very good coach, but I wouldn't put him up there with guys like you know Tony Bennett, Coach K, like Coach K the last ten years. Not Eric so Musselman. Much. Eric mm-hmm. Musselman, uh, even Kelvin Sampson. Kelvin Sampson, Shaka Smart right. outside of Jay when Wright. he was coaching for Texas. Yeah. Like Jay Wright would coach circles yeah. around him, but Coach Cal could go out and like you said, get any recruit that he wants. And at the end of the day, if you put the best players on the court, like they've had some really good teams, undefeated teams. Anthony mm-hmm. Davis, you know what I mean? Yep. In he so was, many years, they should have won national titles. Even at Memphis, if Derrick Rose hits a damn free throw, he has a second national title. He was really early to the one-and-done game. Mm-hmm. Oh, he and was the so, first one to embrace it. Yeah. And so for him, it was such a massive talent disparity. When everybody's there. When, yeah. when everybody's, you know, trying yeah. to find these four-year guys, and he's like, I do not care. We're going to churn and burn. We'll take Anthony Davis. We'll take DeMarcus Cousins. We'll take De'Aaron yep. Fox. We'll take Devin Booker, whoever, mm-hmm. right? And nobody else is doing that, and so the talent gap is so huge. And now the talent gap's not that big anymore. And that's kind of happening with Alabama, too. Like, if you look, that's why Nick Saban's so upset about the transfer portal and NIL deals, because it becomes free agency. So now other schools, like a TCU, like a Georgia, can go out and get a bunch of players. Maybe they didn't win in the recruiting. But they go out and they get in the transfer portal. They get a 19, 20-year-old kid. He spent a year, two years at another maybe college. Maybe a 26-year-old school. kid. Or maybe that. That's true. If you have a 25-year-old starting quarterback, there's that. You're starting to see that in college basketball, too, where there may be players that decide they even want to go to Kentucky. And then they don't get enough time, and they go somewhere else. Kentucky loses somebody that could have stayed a couple of years. You can't win with just freshmen. You have to have good guard play, and you have to have veterans out there in March Madness. You just have to have some, at least some level of... of of experience in these games. Because we talk about these late-game execution in college basketball can be so awful to watch. The bad free-throw shooting, the turnovers, the just look completely lost with 10 seconds to go trying to run a play to tie the game or take the lead or whatever the case is. If you've had somebody out there that's just a freshman, it's all freshmen. It's different in high school. 
This is better competition than what they saw before. The spotlight is brighter. But when you have some veteran guard play specifically, it's a whole different ballgame. And you're right, Kentucky always just had more talent than everybody else because it was all future first-round picks in the NBA. But it's not it's not the same now. The, the luster is not as bright on Kentucky anymore. For sure. Guard play is so important in college hoops. Like you said, with Zach Eady, you need somebody to get Zach Eady the ball. And we're seeing all the teams that are making these runs. They all have really elite guard play right now. And they play defense. So I'm glad Purdue's gone. Uh, real quick. Me too. So according to Tim Bontemps, Joel Embiid just picked up a pair of fouls in 10 seconds. Because we got the game on here with us. We're trying to figure out what's going on with that. He's got five for the game. And Philly struggled as 89-87 Chicago with the lead. Yeah. I should have just bet the Bulls' the, money line. Was, I knew it was coming. You said it. You did say Sp- Bulls' money line. Speaking of money lines, I'm going to bet another uh, another money line, actually. What's and that going to be? I never, ever, ever, ever fade Tom Izzo in March. That's a lie. I do. Uh, I liked him. I did like them against Marquette. And you know what's funny about that game really quickly? Marquette was getting every single whistle. Maybe I just felt like that in the first half mm-hmm. because I was on the other side and I really needed a win to start my day. But uh, Kansas State... This is a team that I've been fading, but they continue to prove me wrong. You want to talk about good guard play. They're yep. playing tough right now. I know Michigan State's going to be the popular side as we're seeing them take a little bit of steam. That's at 1.5 right now, minus 115. I like Kansas State on the money line, actually, plus 110. I think they're the more talented yeah. team. I feel like the last four years with Michigan State, it, it's been the same thing, especially when we get to March. Tom Izzo says this isn't his most talented team, and then he's crying on the sidelines. He's a great coach. They continue to find ways to win games. But uh, I'm going to take Kansas State. That's the first bet that I placed, actually, for this weekend. I'm going to probably – I was looking to finally fade Michigan State, I think, too. I'm also mad at them for knocking out Marquette. But. Trista, am I making a big mistake no, going I, against my Big Ten, my Midwest? No, I, I don't think the Big Ten's had a great showing. It's the only team left in the tournament. I think you're totally right. Sissoko, I really like, the 6'9 kid. Yeah. He's pretty much the only legit big man that they have, and he's only 6'9". Obviously, he's long. He can defend the rim. So that's important. But Kohler stinks. Carson Cooper stinks. And if you've got Joey Hauser playing center and he's not on the wing, that's a tough night. Like He, he should be the one shooting threes for you, not being your rim protector, getting into foul trouble. Joey Hauser obviously, is a, is a really talented kid. They've got a couple of good guards. But, man, I tell you what. Kansas State, this Marquise Noel. Dude, him, that, that's the that reason like I like electric. them. Yes. He's unguardable. He's like... He's, he's got like this like jaw. He's like uh, Fred Van Fleet out there in college. He's like Steph was when he was at Davidson, just completely unguardable. And he's playing with so much confidence. Like yeah. yesterday. So I got I thought we were gonna get screwed on the one. That definitely, by the way, was Same. a pass, not a shot. Yeah. But he just expects like every single call and he's playing with this swag right now. And he's I just only five eight. I feel like I'm watching like a rebirth of like Shabazz or Kemba, like, yeah. where he's going to lead them on the sort yes. of mark. And they had other guys in double figures. I like them right now. But some guys just stand beat. out, and yeah. he, he stands out. By the he's way, he's a darling yeah. for yeah. sure. The, I think I think they went out through right. the first two games for Kansas State against Montana State and Kentucky. They forced them to turn the ball over on 23 percent of their percent of their possessions. 23 percent of their possessions. Try saying that 10 times fast. I'm trying. It's not working well. Uh, that's. That is Monday. You get those. I know, right? Case that, of the Monday. Extra extra possessions, forcing teams to make mistakes, frustrating them. That's Keontae massively John- Keontae helpful. Johnson's really good, too. Yeah. He's a football player out there. They're a team where I was like, okay, this is the team. This is the three seed that's not making it to the Sweet 16. I actually took a shot with them losing to Montana State. They win that Did game really? by 12. Yeah. I have them going to the Final Four you at made plus the right, 900. You made the right choice. I'm yeah. hoping to be able to get out of that and be able to, like, hedge and, and maybe just – 
cash out or hedge out or, or I don't know, but but I don't really want to hedge out against Michigan State. I, I don't want to back them. Uh, no, no, no. Just yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to back Michigan State. I, I would ride it. Yeah, I would, I'm gonna I, ride. I would ride that one because Michigan State. Then you're laying juice. It's minus one. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. And even right now, if you just want to take them on the spread, that's minus one fifteen. So so why do that? Let me ask you a quick hedging uh, question for you guys, really quick. Miami six and a half point dogs. My biggest bet, big bet. Houston to elite uh, to reach the elite eight. It was minus one twenty five. Do you think I should grab some Miami at six and a half? I hate the ACC, but Miami continues to burn me. I fade them all year long. I fade them with Duke, and uh, they're still around. So should I grab some six and a half, or should I just let it ride with Houston? I think Houston's gettable, man. I, I, just, I hate I'm that not, you guys are saying I'm, that. I know. I'm not comfortable with the way Houston's looked. Man, they're my favorite team. They Ken, look so fragile. The injuries have clearly – you got guys playing through injuries. Ken Palm has, has Houston beaten them by nine. I'm not saying that's anything. That's a big disparity between what the book has. They're just so tough on the glass, Houston is. No, they are. And Miami's pretty small. They really are. Isaiah Wong is only 6'4", and he's like 6'4", 100, maybe 75, soaking wet. They're athletic, you know? though. Very athletic, very fast. These kids are fast. They have like, what, six national-ranked players on this team? And I don't need to cover. I just need Houston to advance. I, I don't know. I could see Houston winning this game by 15 to 20 points. I see that as well. I could see see this being like one of those scenarios where it's a it's a very tight game all the way around or I could see Houston winning by 20. And I know Houston you know they lost that game to Memphis but again people think of them just as this defensive team they could score the basketball too. I mean Houston was down 10 for a while against Auburn and then they outscored them 50 to 23 in the second half. They don't have anyone taller than 6'9 and like the guy that's 6'9 only plays like you know 15 20 percent of their minutes so. Hedging's for cowards Houston's the best team. I agree. I'm sold. My my biggest maybe bet. fade them in the first half. No, I'm not even. No, you're not even gonna do that. I, I, yeah. I, I think that that's the one favorite that I. Because well, like you could right get now. screwed. You could get screwed on that. I have Houston. I think it was plus 140 for them to make the final four. That was the biggest bet of the of the weekend. So I'm not gonna hedge out either. Yeah, I yeah. was I was getting nervous there though. Yeah. That was yeah. Calvin Sampson yeah. laid into him. Yeah. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of his uh, press conferences and some of these interviews. And what's funny is, I mean, this team. They've been they've been the best team in college hoops pretty much the majority of the season. Yeah, and he rips into them like they're, you know, like like it's Rutgers. He does it publicly yeah. too. Yeah. It's not even just yeah. He he he's he like, will just rip them at press conferences. Yeah, he's like we just come out and we play like us nonstop. Yeah. Can I ask you guys about this Tennessee FAU game because the five and a half um, immediately feels like not enough. Like oh really? Yeah, to me it feels like it could get out of hand mm-hmm. late. It just feels like a game that's going to be tight all game long and then. Tennessee will pull away maybe in the last like three minutes. Let's talk about that one. Yeah. I think FAU might win that game. Really? Outright. Really? They're really good. I you mean, love FAU. Yeah, they pissed do. me off yesterday not winning by 16. <laughs> I was the dummy that laid the 15 and a half point spread with the number nine seed, so I should be banished. But. Right. Yeah, let's talk about that some more.